Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk Podcast. This is our Brief Tales of Volume 4. We have three really great interviews today. We had one from Sean Savoy, who's a model that we used not long ago. Antonio Martinez, who's a model and our most recent video reviewer. And lastly, but not least, Dustin James, who you may know from Instagram. Here are all three of the interviews. If you want to get these one-on-one, you can join our Patreon, and that's go to patreon.com slash unbblog, and we post them as single episodes, and you can get many more things there, advancements of our video reviews, and more. So go join, guys. Without further ado, here are all the interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brief Tale on the Brief Talk podcast by UNB. We have someone really cool on our show today, someone I have worked with indirectly. I haven't met him, but worked indirectly. It's Mr. Sean. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. It's nice to be on the show. It's nice to have you here. I say we worked indirectly because he was in Vegas and shot some stuff for us. And I did not get a chance to meet up with him because I was in the hospital. So that was a super fun trip. (laughs) I'm sorry that happened to you, but it was nice to at least connect during that trip you know, indirectly, like you said, and it was my pleasure to model some of the underwear for you uh, with, you know, the photographer who was amazing. Yes, he's very good. Amazing. He came with up the last minute and I packed everything in my suitcase and I just knew going out. I was like, this is the trip my luggage goes missing. I already knew. I was like, something's going to happen. Well, I should have thought of the hospital. And I got out of the hospital and I was supposed to be at the shoot. But yeah, I felt like crap. I'm sorry. Well, and the shoot was a last minute thing because you had already, Herman, and you had already uh, determined your schedule of things. And I kind of was an additional last minute, you know, intrusion, if you will. But it was really cool that we were able to work out the collaboration. And I met him just like by 30 seconds, like, here's the gear. I'm going to bed like the night before the shoot. Oh, and really? Like, I, thought you, I thought you had worked with him before. I've worked with him on before, but I had to get him the gear. And he was at the, when he at the Aria? He was at the Aria Hotel, right? He was there. I was at, unfortunately, the Excalibur. Bad choice, I know, but I was broke. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I needed to out. go. I needed to go. And the room was actually nice for once. So we met over at the Marshalls on the Strip. And it's like, here's the bag. I'm going to bed because I am worn out. Which I later found out was my medicine that made me that way. Oh, no. Well, you made some good choices. The underwear fit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And a lot of the brands we used have loved it and posted it on theirs, like Cock Socks. Um, I think think Jor posted some. I think I sent them to Jor. It's been so long ago, and they posted. I don't remember who posted what. Yes, they both did. Actually, a lot of those photos got a lot of play, if you will. Yes, Cox love them, so I was very happy. And they continue to post them. I see them pop up every so often on their Twitter, which is well, oh, really? awesome. Yeah, well, it'll be nice to work together again. You know, it was... Well, we... Pre- go ahead. I was going to say, it was pre-COVID. It was right it, before, you know, this all happened, so... It was a month, able to- month before COVID. Uh, the pictures turned out amazing. I told them... Told our wonderful photographer that, and that's what I told him. I was like, we've got to work, figure out a way to work again. And I, I was, look forward to it. But I was going to come to Vegas last month, but since everything's canceled, I didn't. 
and magic curve magic project supposed to happen in February. But at this point, we'll see. I'm not holding my breath at this point. Well, keep me posted. I will keep you posted. We just got to get a photographer, but you don't have one. That's the only downside. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm a photographer, but I do mostly still lives, not live people. I'm better with scenery and flowers, but that's about it. Haven't done people yet. Okay, let's get into our topics. Other than being a model, uh, which we just talked about, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Wow, gosh, that could take a whole, it feels like it could take a lifetime to talk about. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just a talker, I don't know. Well, um, fortunately, you had sent me some questions ahead of time, which was helpful for me to kind of orient my answers to you. But we'll start out, we mentioned Vegas. I don't live in Las Vegas, but I am from Nevada. I'm from Reno, Nevada, born and raised. Oh, wow. so I, I didn't Nevada, know that. I'm a, yes, I'm a Nevada boy, but northern Nevada boy, for sure. What else would you like to know about my life? My goodness. You, uh, just the generals, what you do for fun, maybe what you do for a living, um, briefly how would you get into modeling, you know. Sure. Well, let's see. Let's, let's go ahead and, and get it out there. I am going to be 48 years old in... Uh, about a month. So I'm not sure when you're airing this podcast, but uh, I'm I'm born in October. So I'm definitely, you know, uh, some people call me a daddy. I guess I'm getting there. (laughs) Well, you definitely don't look 48 because when you first told me your age, I was like, what? (laughs) I guess I was blessed with good genes. I don't know. But also, you know, I try to take care of myself as well. I didn't really get into modeling until later. Uh, Honestly, I when I was younger, I was a figure skater. And I was, yeah. And so I skated with some really great people and I really enjoyed the performance aspect of figure skating and of course the athleticism of it. But I, after I quit, uh, which unfortunately I had to do due to the lock loss of facilities in my area, I realized I kind of was missing the performance aspect. So I had started doing not modeling per se, but although some, it was, I started hosting I'm, I'm a public speaker, so I started hosting a lot of um, shows, like emceeing. I was in radio. Uh, I was I would be asked to like host fashion shows, and then a local agent thought I would be good for some work, and I started doing commercials, you know, for uh, for jewelry mm-hmm. companies and um, and hotel casinos and car dealerships and all kinds of things like that. And uh, I was like, oh, I really miss the production aspect of of things, too, because I had been involved in journalism and, as I said, radio, but also some TV stuff and as well as some documentary work kind of behind the scenes, if you will, uh, working with my dad, who was a very famous explorer of South America, kind of like an Indiana Jones. He was known as the real life Indiana Jones. So we would do all these these amazing trips in Peru and South America, Inca and pre-Inca expeditions focused on the history there. And so uh, we would work with a lot of, you know, networks, CBS and ABC and Discovery International and stuff like that. So I, I, you know, I I liked both sides of production being on camera, but also being involved in setting the thing up and, and the sets and that as I started doing the commercials later on, and then I would do some still photography as well, modeling for, you know, for print. I recognized, oh, gosh, I really love this. Then I kind of started combining my working out and feeling good about myself, you know, in my 40s and wanting 
to feel proud of my accomplishment in fitness and so forth. Not that I'm, you know, a professional bodybuilder or anything, but when the opportunity came along to do some modeling for swimwear and underwear, I was like, whoa, should I do that? You know, <laughs> would that be okay to do? And then I kind of just went for it. It was really great to get involved that way. And the reason I was hesitant in some senses is that my profession has always been in um, spiritual work, director of spiritual care for a very large hospital system. I, my background is in spiritual education, which some people might think as being off limits to people doing things like modeling. And I don't think so. I think that people can be diverse in their Mm-hmm. in their life and their in their vocations and their avocations and so i kind of celebrate it you know that's very cool i did not know that well that's why we're having an interview exactly that's very <laughs> cool yeah we've had at one time we had a minister write for us on the blog believe it or not i do believe it it's very interesting the world of underwear it's not something that it's like everyone thinks oh it's a holy gay thing nope it is every type of guy in every profession, every sexuality, every color, every everything. It's just right. Amazing. We all wear we all wear underwear, right? We all wear underwear. We or mostly, <laughs> um, and we and you know it doesn't matter what our profession is. We wear underwear, and it doesn't matter what our orientation is or our gender identity either. So, also, I'll add since you probably want to know. Yes, I am gay. You know, it's kind of a for me. It's a convergence of my professional world and my artistic outlet and my athleticism and my spirituality and my age. And so I say, why not? That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's just amazing the people you meet in underwear. And I've found so many really nice people who work in it, who have brands, who love it. Uh, It's just Really opened my eyes in the because I've been doing the blog for 12 years. It's really opened my eyes, and I've met some really amazing people. And I keep thinking, what if I never started the blog? I would have never met these people. I'd have never gone to Vegas. I would have never done a lot of things. So right. it's, it's really cool how it sort of brings us all together. And it's that's well, like a kumbaya moment. It's a, well, it's a common denominator, right? I mean, certain things we all share in common. And um, I think undergarments are something that we all share. And um, some people, really enjoy some people it's not that big of a deal but at the same time whether it's your thing or not your thing we're all we're all buying it and we're all wearing it (laughs) one way or the other yeah we're all looking at it we're all looking at it in photos somewhere somehow oh yeah photos sell the pairs trust me i know trust me there's some good ones there's some crazy ones but you know at the end of the day it's all about selling great underwear so when did you discover you liked underwear and it had to been way before you were modeling underwear right you know i mean i think i've always had a sense of style um i don't know i mean when i was younger and i wasn't out you know that is i wasn't out as a gay man i was very proud of the fact that i had all of these sensibilities you know, like I'm a big Judy Garland fan, right? And mm-hmm. I love Over the Rainbow. And, and I was a figure skater and I liked underwear and I like fashion, but no, no, I'm not gay. And then <laughs> I was like, see, you don't have to be gay and like all these things. And then it's so funny because I, <laughs> I really was or am. And, and then I was like, darn, I really fell into all those stereotypes. I don't know if I've never had an underwear fetish at all, you know, but I have always appreciated nice looking things and, and beauty and aesthetics and style. And I think that that's important from your undergarments out. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
I remember finding, you know, I would choose underwear that would match kind of what I was wearing, <laughs> even though no one would see it, right? Oh, right? yeah. It was kind of my own way. Uh, I didn't necessarily always have access to designer underwear or, or different styles when I was young because, you know, your parents buy you whatever. And, mm-hmm. and if, you were, if you're frugal and so forth, you get your underwear wherever you got it, you know, Mervyn's or Ross or I don't know where you're doing your shopping. As I started to explore my own personal style, I recognized, well, okay, for me, I really like briefs, right? I like the way that that uh, trunks and boxers look on me, but I've always had a larger, like, as, especially as a figure skater, I had a larger posterior and larger legs. And I found that they, I didn't like the way they looked with under my pants, right? I, I didn't like yeah. that. And I, I didn't like also the way they bunched up with the way my particular body shape is. And also as a figure skater, we're taught something very, very simple. When you perform, as a dancer would tell you too, a classical dancer or a figure skater, anyone like that, you can't, you don't show lines, right? You don't want to show a line that would break your line, your, your natural body line. So that's why you don't wear um, underwear that, you know, the, you don't want to see the crease. You don't want to see the, the panty line, you know, you don't want to yeah. see that. I remember kind of resisting that when I was was a kid, you know, because I thought, oh, well, that means that I'm a girl or it means I'm gay or something. And, you know, and we're still finding out about ourselves. So I kind of resisted that, quote unquote, supposed feminine aspect, which I think is, of course, a mischaracterization. Mm-hmm. But later, I just started finding more of an affinity with what I liked. And what I liked was things that looked good and things that had a nice shape and a nice feel. And so I think it just kind of evolved over time. I don't know if there was a particular moment, although I remember when I had my first boyfriend and we, and he kind of was showing me, I think like, oh, here's how to fold your underwear, <laughs> like how to put it in your drawer a certain way. And that kind of like, <laughs> oh, okay. It was interesting. I remember thinking about that. And then also going in and shopping on my own and finding, oh, here's a really nice looking brief or whatever, different pattern, different cut. And uh, so maybe, you know, maybe as I started to explore my own sexuality in a much more out way, maybe that's kind of when my appreciation of underwear was heightened. Nice. That's, you have a different story than a lot of the guys we talk to because you associate it more with fashion, looking good, feeling good, what you wear, which is very cool because I'm kind of the opposite. My fashion sucks, but my underwear is amazing because... I love it. I have friends like, you have the most amazing underwear collection, but you have the worst clothes ever. I'm like, hmm. Well, I like to be, I like to, I like to be thorough and have it all, all work together, whether it's matching or not. And, but, you know, to your, to my point about panty line before, and that's why sometimes I do like to wear, it depends on what I'm wearing, right? What I'm wearing when I'm going out, if I'm going out, if I'm wearing a tighter pant or is it a, you know, maybe I need to be wearing a jock or maybe I need to be wearing a thong, you know, that kind of thing. I always think of it as part of my, outfit i'm not obsessing over it for sure but i also know when i go to my underwear drawer that whatever i pick out of there i'm going to enjoy but it just i can pick something that i feel you know he's going to kind of work with what i'm wearing but also what's my mood yeah you know what's my mood today and that might actually what i pick for underwear might actually affect what i wear yeah yeah underwear does that it seems trivial but it happens guys i subconsciously now match my underwear and my shirt usually because I used to do it on purpose in my 20s, and now it's just, I'll look down, and I'm like, the shirt and the underwear matches. Even if I pick them, like, the underwear first, then the shirt, or vice versa, it's just kind of like, bam. I'm like, it's well, looking great mom, You remember when your mom or somebody, told, probably your mom, told you, you know, always have a clean pair of underwear because you never know when you're going to have an accident, right? Like, you you know, you never know when you're taken to the hospital or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Your underwear. 
you know, it's so funny. I always think about that. And when I put a jock strap on, like on a normal day, um, and sometimes it's on all the time, but sometimes I go, what? Oh my God. What if like <laughs> I get into a situation where someone has to, you know, trust my me off or something. I'm like, Oh no. So I they haven't seen, they've seen it all. <laughs> we, we actually had one that we just released with Sean, another Sean, actually. He's preppy and undies on Instagram. The first day he wore bikinis, he had an appendicitis and had to be rushed to the hospital. <laughs> and the doctor pointed out he could still wear his skimpy underwear and not have a scar. And his mother well, didn't even go. know he bought it. He was like in his teens. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Um, Isn't that so funny he, how we, we feel embarrassed about it? But we shouldn't, you know, but we do because of culture, society, right? No one really cares. They're like, yeah, it's like every guy I know who gets buys underwear early because I started like when I was 12, 13. You hide your underwear and then when it's found, it's like, okay, whatever. And you're like, what do you mean, whatever? So, yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Uh, It's interesting. So, tell me, like, what are the first pairs you remember buying that really, that you considered good underwear that you really liked outside of like the Hanes and the whatnot, but just something either designer or something... Right. You mean outside of the old yeah, Hanes or Munsing? Remember Munsing? Wear? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And remember the, the underwear that um, had the, the pouch, uh, the slit that opened horizontal instead of on yes. the side? Although oh, there's a new brand. There's cert- certain brands that still have that sort of design. That well, that could underwear. be cool, but it also was the, you know, the old man. I shouldn't yeah. say that. But it was the, the you know, well, the, the brief. The large, large format briefs, let's say that. I remember I remember when I would still get the standard underwear that I would buy when low cut came along. I was yeah. like, yes, because I couldn't stand for my body and for my sensibilities and my style, the high rise, right? For me, it just didn't work. And um, not, not only visually, but just I didn't like the way it, you know, it felt and so forth. So I started there. Uh, and then I think my first probably were probably Calvin Klein's. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going back now. You know, I would find them. I never ordered online because I didn't, I don't think it existed really when I was, you oh, know, yeah. the, I, I remember the those days. And, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of allowance or money on my own, you know, to go buy underwear when I was a kid. So I remember when I started getting my own, buying my own clothes, you know, I'd go to the department store and maybe it would be a Marshall's or a Ross or something like that. And they'd have the underwear section and was always looking for that special pair, right? Or that special, mm-hmm. not the pack, right? You want that special pair. So they had always had random, a random selection. So it might be um, a Calvin Klein or even a Buffalo would have, you know, they'd have even a, a pretty good, you know, style here and there. But I'm really thinking it was, I th- or maybe two exist. One yeah. Of those. Yeah. Uh, two exist. Was around in the late '90s. Yeah, mid, I still late, like mid I still late '90s. Like yeah. yeah, I still like their brand. It's still going strong. It's one of the first "quote unquote" gay brands out there. But it's, and I didn't know, and I didn't know from gay in those days. You know, oh, this is gay or that's gay in terms of a brand. I just got what I thought looked good. You know? That that's the important thing. That's what you want. Is does it look good? Does it feel good? Perfect. That's all I need. So, how did these first pairs really influence you going forward? And what are your favorite? Do you have any favorite brands right now that you are must-haves oh. in your drawer? Well, you know, I'm still exploring. I'm still exploring and experimenting, and I think that's the cool thing about underwear too. Is you never really it never really stops. Like, right? I mean, you can you can have your staples, right? That you really like, like you just mentioned. And I really like, for example, I like certain styles of Andrew Christian and 
and some others I don't. Because I think it also, this is something that your, your listeners might want to know, or maybe if they already do, maybe just to reinforce, it really depends on your body and yeah. your body shape and also the, the, the shape and size of your, of your private parts, you know, and how you, or how you like that to look. I particularly don't care for the, the brands that um, have like a seam that make it point like a pointy pouch. For me, that doesn't work mm-hmm. as well. Just the, for the way my privates, you know, shape and the way they hang, if you will. I but I do like the Andrew Christian that is kind of like the um, I'm trying to think of it. It's kind of like a different, almost like a reveal kind of it. it kind of accentuates more the bulge, if you will, than the point. I like those a lot. I, I do like to exist quite mm-hmm. a bit actually. And I've had actually, you know, I really like the Jor brand that you introduced me to. Yeah, I'm really, really liking that. And Cox Socks is good too. They have tend to have more of the elongated pouch. Yes, and they I do. think that works really well with certain with certain shapes. Like I, I have their Conquer brand, yeah. Conquer's design, I should say, which really it worked well on me in the sense that it had um, a very high bikini. But I think for a standard underwear, it might not work as well on my body shape. So I think you have to really know your, you know, your body shape. But I, I really like also Diesel. Diesel has okay. some, yeah, with in jock straps. Yeah, they make some cool jocks. Yeah, I mean, a, I'm talking more not about fit, right? Fit. I'm talking more about the fit. It's every guy likes something different. The pouch is usually we do a reader survey every year, and that's always one of the top factors. Is it too big? Is it too small? Does it fit right? Does it uplift too much? Does it uplift not enough? So guys are really diverse on what they like. So well, well now there's all this technology, right? Because you have like the the inside. What do you call that inner part where they do the uplift? Like there's a little. Oh yeah, those drive hole. drive me insane. I cannot wear those. It's just. What do you call that when they have that hole in it? Um, it's more like enhancing or lifting. Right. See, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. In fact, I have a couple of Andrew Christian or one Andrew Christian that has that that I really like. Um, but it doesn't. Yeah, for some people, it's a comfort thing, right? But see, then again, I don't mind a little. I guess I don't mind a little. How would I want to put that? A little attention there. Let's say that. Like if I, yeah. it, it draws my my sense my sensation. You know, there I can. I it feels pretty good to me. But I don't want anything super restrictive, for sure. And that's yeah. the other thing, too. I think, I don't know if it's one of your questions, whether you sleep in underwear or not. <laughs> but It should be. It should be. I think you should add that to your question. And that's one thing I found was later. I always wore underwear when I slept. I, I never liked pajamas because I didn't like, again, that mm-hmm. bunching feeling. Bunching feeling. Although I would wear like, um, like almost like a thermal, like a tight, like a tight, right? Because if I got cold, oh, yeah. I didn't mind that. But as I got old, then I, then I moved to boxers for only for sleeping. I would ne- I never grew up wearing boxers and I don't like boxers, but to, like, except for like a lounge wear type of thing. Right. So I think that's the other thing too, is like, why are you wearing the underwear? Are you wearing the underwear to look, you know, maybe particularly attractive when your partner's around or, you know, or is it just for lounging and you want to, but you want to be stylish while you're casual. But I didn't sleep with box, with, uh, with underwear um, later on of briefs you know i would wear boxers and i then i was like oh those kind of bunch too so then i would do the the boxer briefs right yep so kind of you know what are you doing what what is your activity i think that determines a lot about what the underwear is it's true because it really depends on what you're doing and a lot of guys what job you have if you're in an office you really don't need as much support as if you're on your feet all day right or if you're if you're an athlete you know or whatever yeah it's Underwear is super diverse and just as well as the people. It's 
also what you feel sexy in and what you should wear. That's what it boils down to, not what other people think, just what you like. Yeah, for sure. But that's... Unless you're trying to impress somebody. (laughs) Well, that's when you get into what I call the date night underwear, where you want to wear something super hot and then, you know... Take off your you pants never, and bam. You never know where there's going to be a reveal, right? <laughs> well, I, we were talking, I think, on this last group podcast or on Twitter somewhere. I don't remember where I was talking about this. About on first dates, I always wear like the sexiest underwear I have, even though I know the person, the other person is not going to see it. Well, usually, but <laughs> not always, but usually just for that extra comfort and and confidence, confidence booster. Yeah. Because I have friends. Say, it's part of your outfit, right? You say yeah. It your shirt, right? It's part of your outfit. Yeah. I'm like, I have friends who are like, no, I wear something really conservative. Like, guys really like underwear. And I'm like, no, I go all out, especially first date. I was like, I may tone it down a little bit, but I never go completely boring. No, it doesn't happen because underwear is the thing I like. And it's like, here you go. Never had a partner yet into it. But one of these days, because mm-hmm. usually, well, it's, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, no, I was going to say I won't keep rambling. I'll let you ask your questions. <laughs> oh, you're you're fine. But yeah, it's like no one. I have to change their underwear when I get them because I have to go through their drawer and say, nope, this is unacceptable. Nope, this has got to go. Since you model and do it, obviously people know you have underwear. But do any of your friends or I don't think you have a partner, if I remember correctly. You know, uh, well. I'll let or you ask a question, but just to interject right there, I just started dating somebody. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank um, you. See, we learned something new on the podcast. Um, <laughs> how do they react to your underwear, especially since you just started dating someone? Is it something they pay attention to or really don't care about? Well, when they're on, they, do, they definitely True. care. I mean, I think so. I think they appreciate the, at least the people that I've been with, you know, in my in my dating career, if you will. And my current partner, I think it's about the the shape of your body. And obviously, they're with you for a reason, right? They like who you are. They mm-hmm. like how you look. And um, they would be, you know, you, you don't have to be a model uh, or an athlete or, or anything in particular to, to have someone love you. And so I think that whatever you're wearing enhances who you are. And so for me, it does. I, I do feel and, and observe that they, he enjoy what I'm wearing. And I'll even ask, you know, I'll even say, Hey, should I wear this one or this one going out, you know, or, and usually they, they usually comment, they say, Oh, like that one looks good. Or I really like that one on you, nice. or, you know? Um, and then I, I inevitably get into the conversation with a partner. Do you, do you like underwear? Do you like, uh, what do you like? Do you like to wear it to bed? Do you like to wear it? Do you like to not wear it? Do you like to wear it out? Do you like to wear it? Uh, what kinds do you like? I don't know. You know, it's a, when you're dating somebody, you, you know, you have to, the compatibility question, right? About all kinds of compatibility questions. Oh yeah. And it's funny. You have like, I always ask, do you like briefs, boxers or trunks or, you know, or thongs or what? It's funny how that comes up. Usually if they answer boxers, I'm like, Hmm, we're going to have an issue. Mm. <laughs> I think that's your next question. What do I like? Though? <laughs> I can deal with anything but boxers, you know, it's like, mm, no, 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 no. What are your, you, so you said your favorite styles are just pretty much briefs then? Well, I, uh, well, I like, yeah, briefs are my favorite to wear generally, just like general, but all different types. So like, depends on, again, what my, what I'm doing, what the activity is, what, if I'm feeling like you said, if it's a first date, what, you know, so I do like bikinis of different varieties. I I love the look of a, a short trunk, but I don't wear them as often. I 
don't wear boxers for me. Boxer briefs, I have some for like athletic wear, but I don't really wear them anymore. What else do I like? I, thong is a very it's a, occasional. That has yeah. to do more with a fashion statement or some, or maybe you're feeling frisky or something. But I do like so. My other favorite, I would say, would be jock straps. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm with you on the thong. I'm not. Uh, just about everybody on our podcast love them, and I'm like, they're okay. I think they're not they my normal. Yeah, I think they have to be worn. I mean, hey, if you're comfortable and you like them, great. For me, I think they have to be worn. They don't bother me in terms of a feel, the feeling. I just, you know, you have to be aware of what you're wearing. So if you're going to be, let's say, wearing a tight pair of jeans or, you know, you're going to be sitting or maybe a, sh- a shirt that's more short, like shorter or something, you know, do you want to, are you going sh- to reveal that? You know, you have to be aware of what you're doing. And if you want to, great. If that's, the, if that's appropriate for the setting you're in and the group you're in, great, you know. But I'm always aware of that too, not because I'm necessarily worried about what people think of me, but I, I try to dress appropriate to the occasion, appropriate to the place, appropriate to what I'm doing. You know, hey, if I'm a Burning Man, I might not be wearing anything, but maybe I'll be wearing a thong, you know, or something fun. You know, it just depends. Yep, I agree. And that leads me to probably the last question we have. We kind of mixed up the questions as we went. Like I said, I went at the very beginning before we got on. So how does... I think you covered it somewhat, but how does underwear give you confidence when you're wearing it? What what about it gives you that extra oomph through the day? Right. I think I mentioned before that for me, fashion isn't is I'm not obsessed with fashion. I am aware of fashion and I am concerned, let's say, with aesthetics. And so clothes have always been important to me and not to be ostentatious or to be you know, insincere about it or, you know, to be phony or anything like that. I just feel better when I feel like I look good or when I'm wearing something that day. It's like your hair, right? If you're having a bad hair Mm -hmm. day, you don't feel so great. But if you're having a good hair day, you feel good. And I think the same with clothes. So for me, that extends to underwear. So I always feel better when I'm wearing, you know, a nice pair of underwear. It definitely gives me a confidence boost and just a, a feeling of, comfort too, you know, but I'm, I'm the kind of person when I say comfort, comfort in who I am, but I am the kind of person, Tim, I will sacrifice function for fashion. (laughs) I will. I'm one of those people. Somebody will go, why are you wearing like that? I go, because it looks better. And so they'll say, but doesn't it hurt or whatever? And I say, you know, come on. We can for fashion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I do. I mean, I'm not saying I, I go overboard, but I will put on a nice pair of underwear that maybe someone said you should save that for another occasion. I'll say, no, I feel like wearing that today. <laughs> you should wear whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah, for sure. It's my opinion. But then again, while well, we're in an underwear podcast, so, <laughs> you know, a little biased. The, the other thing, too, I want to just add as a little epilogue is that. I think there's still opportunity and room for exploration. I think I might have mentioned that in the beginning, but yeah. now, now, like you mentioned off off air, there there's people you've talked to, maybe like or more rugged men, or they're more uh, they might consider themselves more manly or more or whatever, or maybe they haven't experimented with with underwear styles and designs. And it, the more you allow yourself to enjoy it or to experiment, maybe there are things that you'll find that you like that you didn't know. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, maybe that rugged guy will like something more feminine, or um, uh, maybe he'll enjoy that for a particular date night or something. So I think it's we have to give ourselves the permission to explore it. And obviously, I would have never, I don't know about obviously, but for me, I would have never thought 
of exposing my body or my underwear in the past when I was younger. But I think when you do gain that confidence, mm-hmm. when you do have a comfort in who you are, whether you're, you know, uh, you know, a model type or whether you're just happy and you're, you know, you're plus size or you're, you're a short gymnast or you're a tall, lanky swimmer, swimmer or whatever you are, when you find that confidence yourself and sometimes what you're wearing boosts you because you can feel like you're maybe adding something to who you are, then it's easier to to show others. It's easier to say, hey, oh, yeah. this, might be some, this might be something you like, or this might be something that you know, you'd like to share that other people might appreciate. Oh, yeah. Since when I started the blog in 2008 through 2020, the whole men's underwear world has changed. Before, it was pretty standard. Now we have lace becoming huge among men, satin. Yeah. Lace and then see-through, yeah, uh, sheer stuff and sheer. leather and faux Colors, leather. like non-masculine colors are big. Pinks are always huge. So right. now, who, said, who said they weren't masculine to begin with? You know, it's like we get all of these interesting social norms and we have to go back to their origins. So we're kind of reinventing it, right, Tim? Yeah, it's amazing to see the transformation. And it's not just... Gay guys anymore. Straight guys are the ones who are the bigger thong fans right now, which amazes so many people out there when you don't follow the industry or women I talk to. It's like, yeah, their straight guys are going to the thongs in droves. That's what they're loving. They want it. They want to wear swim thongs. They want to do it all. It's sort of blown past everything. And just in the last two years, it's just sprung up. Hey, well, that speaks to, I think, the influence of the gay community also that we've normalized a lot of these these uh, styles and lifestyles, if you will, that have been looked at as very effeminate or feminine oh, yeah. or manly. And it's like, well, who said? So in, in a way, oh. kudos to us, right? And we're going back to the 80s because we, we're around the same age. And the 80s had such diverse underwear Mm-hmm. With bikinis, there were thongs, there were some jocks, not like today, but some. It was a lot more color, a lot more prints. And then the 90s happened and everything was black, white, and gray and in boxer briefs. And now we're in the 2020s and it's going back that direction where it's skimpier, it's colorful, it's out of the box, it's something new. It's not the same old thing you're going down to the big box store and getting six pairs for $20 or $10, whatever it costs. I only know the cost of good underwear, not the cheap stuff. (laughs) Um, So it's changed diversely. And now the more men read the side, because on our blog, we have about a third readers are straight read our blog and we have straight listeners to the podcast and it's changed immensely. Cause when I started the blog, I was like, I'm gonna have a blog straight people read. And everyone thought I was crazy. And now 12 years later, I'm like, see, told you. Well, it's kind of like the gay bar, right? It's like in the old days, the gay bar was strictly for gays. And there's something to be said for that, you know, that, that club, you know, that you want to have your own folks, you know, block birds of a feather. But it doesn't look at the gay bar now. It's integrated. Everybody comes down. You know, they embrace mm-hmm. that part. The straight people embrace that that side of society, that part of society. And they go there to have a good time and celebrate it. They don't have to be gay, but they can go there and enjoy it and then go home, do whatever they want to do. So it's like, you know, exactly great. So great. I love it. So it's interesting. We'll have lots more conversations about everything on one of our mini shows coming up soon. Don't worry. Um, so I look we'll, forward to it. 
Well, we talk about everything. There's nothing off limits. Trust me, we talk about everything. And we have a group text that we do as well. So that's a whole different story. Uh, we don't have time. We don't have time for that. Um, so they will wrap it up. Thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, tell all our listeners where they can follow you on social media or website, wherever you want to promote. Thank you. Well, my name is Sean. S, that's spelled S-E-A-N, kind of the original way. Uh, Savoy is my last name. That's S-A-V-O-Y. Like stomping at the Savoy, there's an old song about the hotel there. <laughs> Sean mm-hmm. Savoy. And um, all my handles are my name. So Instagram is Sean Savoy. Twitter is Sean Savoy. Facebook is Sean Savoy. You can find me there. Nice. Well, it was a pleasure having you. And one of the days we're actually going to meet up in person and not be in the same city at the same time and not meet up. And we're definitely going to have another shoot with him. Hopefully, when this whole COVID mess is over, we will definitely have a great shoot with him again. So, Well, I, I look forward to it. And if you have any really amazing new styles you want me to try out, you just let me know. Oh, definitely. I can definitely let you know that. I may have some soon. All right. Thank you so much, Sean. You're you're very welcome. Thanks for including me in your podcast. Appreciate it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Underwear News Briefs podcast, Brief Tales. We have someone who I've been trying to get on the podcast forever. It's just getting our schedules to match. And I'm sure many of you have seen him. It's Mr. Antonio Martinez. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you and hope to have you on many more shows coming up because many of you have probably seen him in many things out there on online and sometimes on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far it's been a, it's been a really fun ride. Uh, with my career and he's an amazing dancer i'm jealous because i cannot carry a carry a beat in a bucket and he's just (laughs) all over the place i suck at dancing (laughs) welcome tell the readers a little bit about you if they don't know about you okay uh, well, as you've said, my name is Antonio Martinez. I grew up in Oklahoma. No one would ever guess that, but because I currently live and work out of Los Angeles, California, specifically North Hollywood, California. I have been in LA since 2011, and I moved to LA because I wanted to really focus on television and film. And I found that once I was here, I could do all things. I could be on TV and commercials and movies and still get to audition for production shows as a dancer and as an aerialist. That's what takes up most of my time is dancing, doing aerial and modeling, specifically sexy men's underwear. (laughs) Yes, he looks very good in underwear. Uh, We posted a picture as of recording this today. He sent a picture, so I posted it. Uh, You can probably see more. You've done several shoots that we've posted in the past. Yes. I definitely, um, if and when there's a lull in my schedule or if I get like a very special request from a designer or a photographer, if I'm, if we're feeling each other's vibes or if the, um, the underwear line is something I really want to celebrate, I will, I will absolutely go in on an amazing, it could be like a a long day shoot or maybe the the photographer has a certain window that he wants to shoot in for the lighting. I'll always be shooting. I, I'll do my best to like get in there and uh, deliver some really 
amazing shots. But it ends up being about at least once a month. I okay. try to do more with uh, with photo shoots for underwear lines. Nice. You did one a while back with with the aerial stuff, didn't you? Yes, that was so much fun. It was for body aware underwear. That's right. And, I was trying to remember uh-huh. who it was for. And it felt like as from the model's perspective, like Russian roulette in terms of they didn't let me know what I would be modeling. So when I got there, I knew that there'd be an element of, of aerial arts, obviously. I think that's what they were really trying to showcase me with. And so that was great. But then once they were like, okay, like we'll give you a moment to, you know, put some uh, lotion on and like just like get, you can do like push-ups and crunches, like prepare however you need. And then they were like, okay, here are the here are like the six, seven items that you'll be modeling today. And half of them were see-through, which is fine. I'm told because if you see my social media, I have no qualms being naked or nude or uh, semi-nude or partially nude or whatever. I just wasn't, I had not prepared, right, in my mind in terms of, I was like, okay. (laughs) You know, you try to edit your face, you're like, awesome. And then, of course, we, we start with that. They're like, go ahead and start with these. And I was like, great. Amazing. And so you're in the fitting room and the dressing room, you're like, and I'm like trying to figure this out. Like, okay, what poses am I going to be able to hold in the air upside down or in a split that's not going to end up being pornographic? <laughs> uh, so that, that was definitely a very unforgettable shoot. It ended up, obviously, because you posted some of them and I've been sharing them. Yeah. It ended up being really tasteful and really beautiful. But I did get nervous for a moment of like, man, are we going to be able to use any of these images? But we did. Body Aware is known for their more provocative styles, shall we say. Mm-hmm. I will say I really enjoyed the fabrics. The fact they're all yeah. very comfortable and revealing, um, which I love. They're sec. They're made for you to feel sexy in, and I think they do an amazing job at that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. They're an interesting brand, and always have been, and do their own thing, which we love, and a lot of our listeners and readers love too. Nice. It's very cool. So, what first got you interested in, in underwear? What made you first discover your love of underwear? Oh my! Let's see. Let's take it back to. I was young, and and some re- some listeners might be able to relate, but even before puberty, when you're like starting to figure yourself out, I would notice I would notice catalogs, just mm-hmm. magazines, right? And you see the beautiful male and female models, and the men in these magazines always had beautiful physiques, but they were always wearing like the underwear models, you know, Calvin Klein, especially in in like the main commercial magazines i would i would literally cut them out like once my sister was done reading it or like wanted to throw it away i would cut it out and i would save it and i remember really enjoying the aesthetic of all the different underwear and i i I must have put it out there into the universe because i thought man how fun would it be to get to to sport these really cool underwear of course at the time because I didn't have access to a computer. Like I, I grew up very humble beginnings in Wagner, Oklahoma, where even to this day there's no there's no like Wi-Fi out there. It's very rural. Wow. But so I didn't have access to stuff like that. But uh, we, you know, we had magazines and stuff, and I it did definitely introduce that concept of uh, fashion underwear and modeling, and I it like kind of planted the seed. I feel nice. 
Yeah. It's it's amazing what underwear will will do and make you look at and dream of. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So do you remember the first really good pair of underwear you bought? And what oh, was it? God. This is this is a tough one. Um my very first purchased I mean because of where I was at, okay, this must have been. Now, are we talking about Hanes or are we talking about like a designer pair? Designer. Right. Okay. I must have been in college. I was going to school in Oklahoma City University. It was the dance program. And I was really starting to get into like being really comfortable with like who I was, how I expressed myself as an artist in a dance school, right? I gravitated towards friends that were very outspoken and very sensual like myself. And we were out one night at um, a club that I probably was too young to be going to, but I was in there <laughs> nonetheless. And a part of the club, I don't know if I can say the name. Can I say the name of the Sure. Uh, so in Oklahoma City, there's this uh, bar club called oh my god what was the name of it the havana inn something like that yeah something like that it was basically like a hotel that was known to to bring in gay and lesbian bisexual clientele so you could party at the bar slash club and then spend the night well in the same venue they also had an underwear store which was also um they had a, a like sex shop they had toys and things so i call it the gift shop the gift shop yes and so I was perusing in there with my friends and I just felt like overwhelmed with like all these real cool things. And they had they had a nice selection of uh, it must have been Andrew Christian. And so my I gravitated toward Andrew Christian because of the colors, uh, the cotton felt really nice. And it was a jock strap. So jock strap that had like a nice pouch that mm-hmm. could show off the goods. So that's that was my first purchase. Nice. It's a good pair to buy. <laughs> yeah. Very and, functional. It has a functional purpose. <laughs> true. Especially in your line of work, it's very functional. How did this first pair influence you going forward in what you liked wearing? Did you stick with jocks or did you sort of try different things? Mm-hmm. Well, as I had mentioned, it w- I was going... I was attending the dance school and, you know, when you're around all, all different influences of artistic movement and dance and the visual of, of, of what that is, there were, I, that's when I started shooting with photographers too. And they would ask me, you know, for a section of the, of the photo shoot, we'll have, we'll have underwear. So, you know, they were like, please bring whatever you're really comfortable in and we'll also provide some. And so that gave me more motive, right, to like find something that I was comfortable in. But because of my personality, I always like to push the envelope uh, as much as I can. <laughs> so then that inspired me to to look at other options in terms of um, maybe certain mesh, like uh, mesh parts of it, or it could be a thong too. So that led that led to me purchasing probably thongs and and underwear that had mesh elements. Nice. Those are always fun to wear. Mm-hmm. So what are your favorite current pairs you like to wear, styles you wear pretty much like on a daily basis versus yeah. 
shooting? What is it okay, different? Okay. Um, slightly, yeah. It depends on my very active lifestyle. So I have a pair of Marco Marco, several pair. And if I want something that makes me feel sexy but but keeps it together, uh, say if I go running or if I'm or if I'm uh, training in aerial arts because you don't want anything to get caught up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or twisted i'll wear something like that but if i'm around the house or if i'm going out to run errands i do like to feel very free so i'll gravitate toward things with pouches and so andrew christian has some great selections for that but so does body aware underwear mm-hmm. uh and n2n i also really love yes. um and those three i i tend to gravitate toward the most because i live my life in a sweatpant or like a or like active shorts just because i am so active or i'm i'm not always dressed up per se uh so i definitely wear something more casual underneath well, even if you're dressed up you can still wear something fun underneath oh yeah well, here's an example. Last night I went on a date and we went to like an outdoor bar because in LA, due to the pandemic, bars, certain bars are still open, but you have to be outside, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I wore some very tight pants and underneath the pants, I had a, I decided to wear a really cool green thong. And so it's it's tight along the back and and but still a nice comfortable hold in the front. But because the pants were so tight, uh, you could which is sexy. I mean, it's a first date. Might as well like put your best foot forward. Uh, you could right? see enough, and it was cute because the guy I went on a date with had kind of commented on it, like, "Man, your your pants really fit you well in all the right places." <laughs> and I looked down, yeah. and you it you know. It it was a nice moment, and I feel like it's it's underwear that helped make those those moments happen. Nice, yes, underwear can do that on a first <laughs> date. Nice, very cool. So, how has wearing underwear boosted your confidence in either a work situation or a first date situation? Because mm-hmm. we believe that underwear helps you boost your confidence when you feel great and sexy. Absolutely. I agree 100%. It's kind of interesting. I feel like as a dancer, as a performer, I find myself performing in them. And so that's that goes hand in hand with like, if you're if you're gonna dance in your underwear, you want to be in a pair that makes you feel the sexiest, like around like front, back, side. That definitely empowers me as a dancer is showcasing my body. I feel though, when when my body isn't exposed and just like on that first date I, I mentioned, sometimes it's really hot to wear underwear. Even though you that other person might not get to see them, mm-hmm. it gives you know what what you're wearing underneath and there it's it's nice because you feel sexy for yourself. And that yes. and then that moving forward, that other person's gonna catch those vibes. They don't know why you're feeling particularly sexy. And there's something kind of sensual and erotic to wear, maybe even the kinkiest underwear. Mm-hmm. And and you're the only one that knows. And that's yep. that in itself is, is really hot. I have that same philosophy when you go on first dates. Mm-hmm. You always wear the sexiest underwear you have. Yes. Granted, the other person may not see it. No. 
but it just gives you a little boost, a little something extra that. Yeah. And I have a lot of people going, oh, no, you got to wear something conservative. And I'm like, oh, no, you go all that on the first date. I agree. I agree. I like, but, I, but I'm also very kinky. So even if all my underwear are sexy, so it kind of depends on my vibe, if it's going to be like a thong, a jockstrap, or just like something. Um, the design will vary. But even if I know they're going to see it, I'm, I'm, the, I'm just, I like to show off. It's kind of in. I'm a Leo, and it's I'm an entertainer, so it's it's in there. And maybe it is a kink. Maybe I I don't see it as kinky, but is it kinky to have sex with your underwear on? Is that considered kinky? Um, that sort of is. That's a I'd say that's more of a mild <laughs> one. That's mild, uh, right? But that's definitely something that I think will do often. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners have done that, myself included. It's wow. it sort of adds to it. The only downside is when you have someone who really doesn't get underwear, because mm-hmm. we know we have people who listen. Their partners really just aren't into it. No, and I'm like, ah, I was like, well, you got to give and take. So you got to do something they like, and they, <sighs> they got to keep the underwear on. I was like, come <sighs> on, that's, that's right. what it's about. Yeah, because I have yet to date someone who loves underwear as much as I do. Well, I mean, case in point, the guy that I went on this date with, his first date last night, he doesn't even wear underwear. And that oh. and that in itself, that in itself is hot, you know, but like complete. And I, you know, I do think that's sexy, but not on me. Like I like to wear underwear, but it is hot to think that he wasn't wearing any, you know. So, yeah, to talk about different perspectives. <laughs> yeah, that's when you go like buy him something sexy if you go out more. Here, yeah. try this. <laughs> I've done that many a times. You got to change, either change their underwear or get them to wear underwear. That's right. Introduce them to something new. Exactly. That's part of the fun. Mm -hmm. Or at least I, at least, at least that's what I tell myself. One of these days I'm going to have a partner that's into it and loves it. But yeah, I don't see that happening. We do have several people who've been on the podcast, like Patrick and Anthony, who are husbands and they both love underwear and nice. then Danny and Joe or two others. It's like, where did you find these people? <laughs> I was like, I never find people in underwear. Ugh. Yeah, but. same actually. All the the men I've dated seriously are just the casual the casual dates. Um, aren't like they, they wear underwear because it serves a functional purpose, but they don't pay attention to design or color or feel or fabric. They're like, oh yeah, you know, if I go running, I want something slightly tighter. But I mean, they're they'll stick to like Target brands or Walmart or whatever. <laughs> whatever like the very general basic ones and you know i'm like okay well i can't relate but when it gets serious that's when you go okay we gotta have a talk about the underwear drawer we do we're upgrading you and well just here's (laughs) what has to go here's what can stay and here's what you're gonna get one of my my last relationships that was a little more serious we i would occasionally drop a hint of or say he was here and he didn't maybe he forgot to bring another pair and he spent the night i'd be like oh you can i would try it i was like um you might like these and he's like looking at me like i'm not gonna wear those i'm like okay uh what about these (laughs) And literally, he's like, there is nothing in your drawer, because I have, like, five drawers, like, filled to the brim with different underwear. Uh, He's like, there's nothing in these drawers that I'm going to wear. I'm like, okay, I tried. 
That's when you have to bribe them. <laughs> oh, nice. What have That's... you used as bribery? What works for you? Um, of course, you can always use the good old trusty sex. Mm-hmm. Put these on and I'll do B, you know. And yes. wouldn't do it before, but you wear those. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can always bribe them with, you try this, I'll buy you something you like. Mm-hmm. In underwear that I know, like Boxer Reese, which, which Andy on our main show called Bloomers, because yeah. they're so big. It's like, I'll do these. So stuff like that, you just have to, or just be like, you know, it's a give and take. So yeah. if you wear these, I'll do the dishes for a week. <laughs> good old bribery good. never. I should use that in the future. Good old bribery always works. That's good. And the sex part always That's works with good. them. They'll be like, um, okay. <laughs> you didn't tell me you had to wear them forever, just a little while. Yeah. Oh, I the the bribing sex might be tough just because usually I'm I'm the thirstiest one in the relationship anyway. So yeah, I feel like it's it would work against me because well, they already know I would <laughs> well, find out what they want outside of sex <laughs> yeah. in the house and just bribe them. That's right. Who gets to pick the movie kind of thing? Everyone has the currency they all willing yeah. to trade. That's right. Speaking of uh, TV and, and movies, I wanted to to give um, a little shout out to a show that I just um, yeah, cool. wrapped up. So if anyone watches Penny Dreadful, they have an, basically a reboot of Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. It's called City of Angels. It plays on Showtime, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Showtime. I'm a feature dancer in it in multiple episodes. So you'll see me as a Latin slash bachuco dancer and the show takes place in 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 the late 1930s and it's really cool because it takes place in la and a lot of the genres topics within the tv show revolve around discrimination against latinos and uh, gay and lesbian people and and black people too so it but it does it there's a few gay scenes within there and it it touches on some really hot topics, especially that are happening in our current events. But it's it's just a great show all around. I don't know if if, if you've seen any of the Penny Dreadful seen seasons. a little, yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Well, go watch it. Yeah, that's People. my latest. <laughs> and then I think before we forget, you can follow me at uh, on Instagram at Antonio Martinez LA, which is where I'm on the most. I also have a Twitter. But I'm not on there very often. And I also have a Facebook. And I think of Facebook as Antonio Martinez Entertainer. Yeah. Go follow him. I have one <laughs> question before we go. Yeah. Um, one more. It's since normally we ask how open you are, but since you are very open with underwear and modeling and whatnot, yeah. how has your like friends, partners reacted to a lot of the stuff you put out on social media with underwear are they supportive yeah uh they have been i i feel like if if some because i do have a lot of acquaintances uh and i meet a lot of people in la and i have a huge family i think if if some people aren't or they don't understand it the topic never really comes up but a lot of my friends uh on purpose i surround myself with people that are really supportive and and uh, positive and loving so I get wonderful feedback. I do have one or two examples I could give. So 
in my in my last relationship, his friends, everyone followed me on social media. And so even before my boyfriend would see the social media post of the video or the photo, his friends would send it to him <laughs> and they would. But it, it was like in a sweet way. They'd be like, uh, your boyfriend's trying to break the Internet today. Or it would be something yeah. like he'd send it and be like, we can only imagine like what what you two get to do. Right. Because it's always. I mean, like I said, I do try to push the envelopes, but you have to be careful with Instagram because they'll try to oh, yeah. like delete your account, block your account. So you just have to be careful. But it's 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 funny how um, they do notice that people notice it. And I think because of my friends and my circle of artists and dancers, they're supportive and they're sweet and they're funny about it. I think it's a part of my they know that it's a part of my brand, uh, a part of my my image, if you will. So, yeah, very supportive. I think there was, oh, yeah. So uh, my nephew, my, my sister's son uh, has Instagram. And he showed my mom, because my mom doesn't have Instagram or Facebook. Uh, but he was with her. He's like, uh, he's like, Grandma, like, look, look at the Otoño is what they call me. Uh, and she saw, he just, she didn't give him, or he didn't give her any backstory. She, she just showed him the photo. And my mom was like, what <laughs> like trying to understand uh -oh. it uh but then my sister was there and uh, she was like no i mean obviously antonio models underwear so it's just uh it's on his social media and she was like oh and then my dad was there my dad was like well i mean if you got it flaunt it he's like i mean if i had a body like that my mom of course it's a, it's a funny topic because my mom was like i wouldn't let you do that and uh my dad's like well i mean but i don't look like that right so I feel like my the people I've I'm dating or my friends or uh, I think they're all really open minded about it and supportive. So it's okay. fine. It's good. It's awesome. It's very awesome. Well, that yeah. wraps up our questions for this. Uh, tell them one more time where to find you on Instagram. Instagram Just, is Antonio Martinez LA. Go Instagram. follow him. He has yeah. some great pictures. He's always taking amazing pictures or mm -hmm. doing something amazing. Mm -hmm. um, we're definitely going to have Antonio back on the podcast. So, yeah, pay attention. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this, has been, been, this has been a lot of fun. It's lovely to talk to you finally after we've had <laughs> many times we're trying to set it up. But we yeah, finally I, got it. We did hey. finally. But we'll have him on a lot more and hopefully our main shows and other things as well. Well, thank you again for joining us. And everyone, go follow him, and we'll have another brief tale for you very soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brief Tales on the Brief Talk podcast from UNB. Today we have someone I've been scheduling forever to get on the show who I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's Mr. Destin. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. We've played uh, tons of catch up and scheduling and my scheduling and your scheduling. It's been a nightmare. We've been talking about this for weeks and we finally get it here. Yay. Good things come to the those who wait. <laughs> yes. And we're here. It's happy to have him on here finally. And without any further ado, we'll go ahead and get started. Tell our readers a little bit about you. Yeah. So um, 
I, again, I'm, I'm Dustin. Um, I'm from Detroit. So D from the D. If <laughs> you remember, I am actually turning 30 in two weeks. So big milestone birthday coming up. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Tell me that on the day of before, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I know, you know, it's only 30, but still, you know, be- big deal. Fine. I was so excited to turn 30 when I turned 30. Yeah, well, Everyone... Miss Rona has made 29 kind of a mess, so I'm, I'm oh, yeah. kind of looking forward to a new decade and a new change coming up. Good way to look at it. And yeah, and so uh, I live here in Detroit. I work for the government um, as my day-to-day job, so nothing too exciting there. But otherwise, yeah, just I'm here as a underwear fan and uh, excited to be talking to you about it. Yeah, it's great to have you, and make sure you, we'll give you his Instagram later, but make sure you follow his Instagram, because he's got a ton of great pictures, and underwear, and swimwear, and in clothes, believe it or not. There are people who post clothes on Instagram, pictures of themselves, (laughs) believe it or not. We'll get right into the other question. So when did you first discover your love of underwear? When, do you remember what got you sparked to it, to really go into, was it like online, catalogs, what? What really said, hey, that's different from what I'm wearing. I want that. Yeah, it probably started uh, when I was a kid, just kind of taking notice in, you know, the sale catalogs on Sundays when you go through the newspaper or, you know, advertisements or movies. I just kind of always picked up on that whenever I was viewing something. And it almost had a, like masculine appeal and at that time as a kid you know the the viewpoint is kind of like oh i want to be like that one day it never was necessarily in a sexual way it was more just kind of like Mm -hmm. an idolized way of wanting that and wanting to look like that and so yeah i just kind of started from looking at sale ads and kind of evolved from that point on oh yeah that seems to be a lot of people that's how we all got started looking at the underwear because it was something different than we would wear at home which Mine was bikinis. That was the one thing that drew me back then. It's like, oh, my God, I got to have those. Those look amazing. So what was your really first good pair of underwear that you first bought? What was the one that you trace it back to going, okay, this changed everything for me in underwear? It probably was. I bought a pair of uh, Poppy Briefs, the P-A-P-I brand. I bought those at, it was like TJ Maxx or something. I was in a, I was in another city visiting someone and walking to TJ Maxx, they were there and they were hanging up by themselves on a hanger, which is a big deal that doesn't come in like a multi-pack that they were by themselves. And they were like kind of like a spandex kind of material, like electric blue. And I remember looking at those and like, oh, those are really really hot and they, they were different than anything else I had. So not even looking at the the price, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to get these, you know, this is going to be like this special pair. And I, it's funny. I even remember it, the cashier who was this young guy cashing me out. And I remember him even looking at the price and going like, wow, that's a lot of money for one pair. And he even made that comment. And I was just like, and I, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, well, they, they look really nice and they're different. So no big deal. But it's funny that he commented on it. And since then, actually, I still, not proud to say, I still have them. <laughs> I guess nice. if anyone wants to buy them, I can I'll be happy to part with them. But I still have them. It's just kind of one of those extra pairs laying around in case for a special day or whatnot. But um, I've had them for probably about 
10 years now. They still are in good shape. Let me say that much. Cool. How much, <laughs> how much were they have to ask? They were, I think, 13, which is a lot of money for especially TJ Maxx and for yeah. one pair. But now knowing, you know, different underwear brands and quality levels, 13 is, I, I think, kind of the standard that you would say now. But from that perspective, it, it was a lot of money. Yeah, that's now you can spend anywhere from that to $30 on just one pair. Exactly. It's all different quality levels. And, and that's where I think what made them so special. And again, I've had them for 10 years. Years and I think you know if I still threw them on, they would still look pretty pretty new. Um, so the the quality is definitely there um, in in the product. Very cool. Is it, was it a brief or a trunk? What was it? It was kind of you would probably call it a brief, but it kind of almost had like a square cut look to them. Okay, um, yeah. Yep, and the waistband was like extra thick, so it had like the brand front and center and a thick waistband. So um, I think that was probably the one pair that I wore to. My first time to a gay bar, actually. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, and I think, and you know, I don't believe I got on the bar in just those later on, but I still, uh, you know, still kind of showed off the waistband a little bit because, again, they were a special pair, so something to be envious about, if you will. Very cool. See, you're just busting out the underwear. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. So how did this first pair you bought, this happy pair with the amazing color, affect your underwear going forward did it sort of kick off your imagination of what else is out there or did you stick to the same general styles how did it really affect you going forward you know it's it's kind of funny actually after buying that first pair and that were more of kind of a brief style I actually transitioned more into like boxer briefs and trunks for a while and that was Kind of as I started, you know, working out a bit and uh, the comfort level kind of seemed seemed better um, at that point. But then as of late, actually, my go to brand, my go to styles tend to be more briefs, bikinis and actually thongs um, have gotten have become really kind of my favorites now. So I've kind of gone full circle when it comes to styles of underwear since then and, and gone back to where I began. Well, all guys seem to go through sort of a, their own journey of what they like and end up to their favorite styles. I gravitated to bikinis early and kind of stayed there because that's just the fit I liked and how I like to feel. And other guys go out and experiment with everything and then come up with their own. It sounds like you had that kind of journey where you saw the original hot pair and then you sort of saw what else was out there and had a little fun with it. Yeah. And it really comes down to also the brand as well, because I've noticed that, you know, while I was in boxer briefs, I'd get one brand of boxer briefs or another and have a different experience with them. Same switching in the bikinis and, and especially thongs, you know, the brands are very much the key um, to whether I really enjoy wearing them or not. So that's really helped kind of with the transition into different styles and whatnot. Nice. Yeah, that sort of answered my next question is like, what are you wearing now? Which if you look at your Instagram page, you can definitely see that. (laughs) But who are some of your favorite brands right now? Who do you think out there is killing it in the world of underwear that you just like their cuts, fabric, styling, whatever? Who is out there you really say, this is the brands I'm liking right now? And right now, because we know it changes. Yeah, exactly. No, on on a big scale, um, you know, the always good, great, uh, good go-tos are Calvin Klein's. 
on a big mm-hmm. scale and and uh, specifically their like moisture wicking kind of material that underwear just lasts a long time it's comfortable it looks great on But on a smaller scale, there's a lot of great smaller brands or local brands that are doing some great things. So I have some of my favorite songs are from a company out of Montreal called uh, JM Skins. And that they they're so comfortable to the point that I wear the thongs to the gym working out and, and they feel amazing on. And then there's a brand out of Chicago called Carl Wesley, and he's a a local um, artisan that he has made some amazing products. You know, and he likes to play with prints a little bit more and a little bit more cuts. But again, you're you're getting a handmade piece by him, so it's pretty pretty awesome. And then, obviously, for like more of a kinky side of it, you know, Cell Block is always a great brand to play around with and, and yes. add a little more sex appeal to your style, if you will. That's true. Now I haven't heard of the part one you mentioned, second one you mentioned. That's cool. Carl, yeah, yeah, check him out. I do have him tagged in a couple of my pictures on my Instagram, and and he's just a a great artisan, great guy, again, local out of Chicago and makes all of his own products. So he doesn't outsource it or anything. And, and yeah, he, he, he's a, it's nice to support the, the, the smaller brands and really help them build up into a, a bigger icon, if you will. Yeah. We've been seeing a lot of smaller brands like that, that do the custom work who are doing different things, which is really cool because so many guys like, specific things either prints or cuts and they can get a customized perfect to fit them Mm -hmm. it's great to see going on out there so what speaking of those brands what are your favorite pairs in your drawer right now that you always go to for either working out or just hanging out what what pairs right now are you the favorites in your drawer definitely the jm skins has been my my favorite go-to Twos lately again the materials moisture wicking i have a couple of thongs and a pair of bikini briefs from them and all of them have been super comfortable whether it be just working from home or if you're at the gym sweating really hard and they still feel amazing on and and, and yeah you you pull them out of the drawer they look like brand new and they're just amazing so those have been my go-to pretty much for me anything in my underwear drawer that's white black or gray is kind of my go-to and people will see kind of on my Instagram that I'm, I kind of have developed a brand of my own, if you will. And I only wear white, black and gray yes. and everything. So yeah. So unfortunately like that, that original pair of poppies I have, it's still in the drawer, but it's kind of near the back because it just doesn't fit my color scheme now, but it's been fun to, to, to push the envelope with at least style when I keep the color more simplistic. That was actually my next question was since on your Instagram, you do say you just wear white, black, gray, how that affected your underwear colors. And yeah, it, it pushed me really to play around with cuts, materials and, and patterns more. So like in underwear, it's not as common depending on if you can find a, a brand who has, you know, good patterns that are black and white. But I actually just recently purchased a few swim thongs from Mware out of New York City again another yep. smaller brand. They're custom made swim thongs that are one is black metallic and one is like a black and white chevron. So because of the simplistic of the the color, I was able to play around with the pattern and the cut and and have that be more um, of the showstopper, if you will, than a bright color for me. And so so that's where I've been kind of more adventurous. Even though I'm keeping it more simplistic with the color scheme, it can be adventurous with how it looks otherwise. 
That's cool. It's different. A lot of guys love bright colors, bright prints. So it's interesting to see a guy doing more like monotone, black, white, and gray, and making it still super sexy, I must say. So that's great to see that you can do different things with only a limited amount of colors. Congrats on that. Hey, thanks. So you do some modeling as well, because I've seen your Instagram, it looks like. So how has that influenced your underwear? Or have you stepped out and done some different things with underwear while taking pictures? Or is it still, you're still in your comfort zone of bikinis, thongs, and the rest? Yeah, so with the modeling, um, you know, I've got, I've been very fortunate working with especially a lot of local photographers here in Detroit. And then occasionally when I do travel, I've been able to work with some photographers abroad. And, you know, it's primarily unless the photographer has a preference. Um, I mean, I'm open to shooting in any kind of underwear. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the photographer's focus and what their goal is. So, you know, maybe a thong looks better if they're trying to accentuate more of the figure or if, if they wanted to highlight more of the underwear, maybe they pick a, you know, a boxer brief or brief, depending on what brand they're trying to push. So, you know, I'm always open to any kind of style. I know with me being in the leather scene in Detroit, I've, you know, also played around with, you know, there's some photos on there where I'm in a leather jock strap. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been looking at seeing about trying to get a leather thong, haven't been able to find a uh, a good artisan to be able to make one that's comfortable. Cause of course leather doesn't really stretch um, as, as, as great as other materials, but you know, it, it's been fun to also show that side of me, but in a sexy way, like through a leather jock strap and whatnot for, for some photos. You bring up a very good point with leather. It's get it custom made because it does, or once it does stretch, it doesn't stretch back. It's pretty much there. So yeah, exactly. And cleaning it, it's not as easy as just throwing into the washing machine. Like it takes, you know, a scrub brush, some soap, a little bit of elbow grease. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a process, but you know, it's worth the effort because it just it looks so sexy on any guy who puts it on. True, I agree. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you've got some swim thongs. Have you ventured out in public in them yet, or has it been in private pools? Because there's a new movement or in the last two years, guys wearing swim thongs everywhere. And have you partaked in that or have you yet to do that? Yeah. So primarily before just a couple of weeks ago, I had no problem ever wearing a Speedo out. And, and that was kind of my go-to um, anytime I've gone on vacation and whatnot, I was wearing a Speedo. But um, just a couple of weeks ago, we went to more of a gay resort area and I kind of broke out the swim thongs and said, hey, you know, we're just going to try something different and see what kind of response we get. And actually, anyone who took notice kind of looked and was like, hey, I really like that. And they were commenting on the, the swim thong. They commented on um, my, I'll say, to be proper, my fuzzy peach, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they, they, they really liked the confidence behind it. And it was fantastic experience with great feedback and i think what really it showed was that it's not as much about the actual style more about the confidence behind it and if you see a guy wearing a swim thong you're like okay this guy's really confident so he's serving this up for all of us and it's really sexy to see that confidence on display like that nice very cool yeah it's boys are starting to wear them it's blowing me away even the straight boys love it which is shocking 
hey, you do that hard work in the gym doing all those squats, you want to show it off. <laughs> wow. And they are, trust me. Everyone <laughs> keeps coming back. I work to the beach. I'm like, I'm not there yet. Although I did have a story. We were supposed to tell uh, stories, interesting underwear stories a while back, and we didn't record it. We had to pivot. And I wore one in public by accident once because I forgot I was wearing a thong under my shorts to go lay out. Ooh. And how that go? Um, that was many years ago. Okay. And it's in a park here in Atlanta, Piedmont Park. And I would usually go lay out on the hill because that's where all the boys would go lay out before they redid the park before every, even the Olympics were here. So that's many years ago. And I would run errands and then I'd go lay out in the park. And I ran my errands and went lay out in the park. And then I dropped my shorts and it was like, I have a little bit of a breeze where a breeze shouldn't be right now. And then I remembered, oh, I'm wearing a thong. <laughs> I'm like a little late now. So I just laid on the blanket and just sunned the front. And I was like, okay, I'm not turning over the back. Um, yeah, I got some notices that day. It was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, that was not supposed to happen. I thought I was wearing a Speedo under here, not a thong. Oops. So, yeah, <laughs> that was that was my. I'm sure most people, most people probably didn't even care. And if they noticed, they probably appreciated the site more than anything. Uh, well, they were very happy because that's when I was much thinner and looked like a Twinkie boy. And yeah, they were quite appreciative. I do remember that. I remember the views. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are you open? Well, obviously you are open, but do your family and you have a partner, I remember correctly. Yep, so, yep. I actually okay. have, a, I call him my husband. Um, we've been married for five years and together for 10. So awesome. it goes quick. <laughs> so how do they react to your underwear, especially posting online and and your friends? How are they reacting to your love of underwear? Are they like, cool, or like, I can't wear that, or... How how open are you to them? Yeah, it's a little bit of of actually both, if you will. Like anytime anytime my family members see it, it's always more from the modeling aspect and they comment on, you know, oh wow, you're the hard work at the gym's paying off or that photo was really beautiful the way the photographer caught it. So they're mainly focusing on the photo less of what I'm wearing in it. As for like my friends and, and my husband, like, you know, they always think I'm a little bit extra and, you know, and the, and the photos are a little bit promiscuous, if you will, but it's always done from uh, an artistic way and, and trying to have more fun and really appreciating the skin that I'm in. And, and I think if it wasn't for the money involved, my husband would like my fascination with underwear a little bit more, but uh, he, Oh, yeah. He always likes to remind me that I don't need any more as I get another package in the mail. <laughs> oh, no, you always need more. And I keep telling that to people who we had a joke on Twitter this week that I'm the underwear pusher, enabler. <laughs> no, I was the enabler. And he goes, no, you're the underwear pusher. And I'm like, mm, good. Yeah, I can see that. But he's like, I think I have enough. And I'm like, no, you can never have enough. No, you always need more. There's new styles coming out. There are new brands to try. So, no, you can't just have that. You have to yeah. have more. It's always good to keep, you know, keep changing up your your collection a bit. Um, you know, obviously, you want to try to get rid of some as you bring in new pairs, too. And whether you, you know, sell them, throw them away, give them to a friend, whatever, whatever you want to do, you know, uh, it, it's always good though to just to keep it exciting and change it up and 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 really, I mean, it's it, it's a part of you. It's a way you express yep. yourself. So it shouldn't be expected that you should only be able to express yourself one way for ten years or however long they right. last. And our underwear tastes change as we 
go along. We'll try new things. We'll experiment, keep on experimenting. So you got to keep making sure the underwear drawer is fresh. Just saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just saying. So how has underwear boosted your confidence? I mean, your pictures are amazing online. You really do an amazing job being a model. I mean, do you wear it to work certain days? You know, I need to extra bit of confidence. So I'm going to wear like a thong or a bikini. How does it really affect your confidence day to day? Yeah. I mean, I, I think most of my underwear is pretty interchangeable. Um, I don't really have necessarily a special occasion where I wear one pair over another. Um, you know, honestly, anything moisture wicking, if I'm working out and stuff like that is, is preferred, but you know, I don't know. It just overall, just the underwear just kind of makes me just kind of feel complete. It, it, it excites me. And, and yeah, if, you know, I, I work hard on my, my body and I work hard on, you know, trying to, you know, push myself. So, why not show it off a little bit, you know? <laughs> exactly. See, you got the right right attitude there. So that wraps up all my questions. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. If we finally get you, we'll definitely have you back soon uh, because I would love to go in more detail about leather and fetish wear with you because that would be a fun topic, which we don't have a lot of on the podcast yet. We have a little bit, but it'd be great to go in more depth. But in the meantime, tell our people where they can find you on social media. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm uh, primarily on Instagram. Um, you can find me at the only Dustin James because I'm the only one, uh, even though I have been reached out by a couple other Dustin James and they said, oh, no, I'm Dustin James, too. So, uh, so yeah, you can find me the only Dustin James. Uh, give me a follow. Say hello. And yeah, and I and I look forward to uh, hearing from some new friends, some new underwear fanatics, and and growing in the future. Nice, yes, and you can tell them you're the only Dustin James that looks amazing in underwear like this. Oh, I'll stop it. That's I'll what stop. you can say. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will have another edition soon. And everyone, have an amazing week. Bye, everyone. Thank you.